0: action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now
1: we'll move on now to the presidential race with three candidates running the first is tracy flick
2: one thing that's important to know about me is that i'm an only child My mom is really devoted to me. She likes to write letters to successful women like Elizabeth Dole and Connie Chung, and ask them what advice do they have for me, Tracy, her daughter.
0: The next candidate for student body president, it's paul metzler i just don't think somebody would do something like that on purpose i think you did it and if you want to keep questioning me like this i won't continue without
3: my attorney present i do not often speak with you and ask for things but now i really must insist that you help me win the election tomorrow because i deserve it and paul metzler does not
0: as you well know Final candidate, sophomore Tammy Metzler.
3: I'm attracted to the person. It's just that all the people I've ever been attracted to happen to be girls. You
2: should stop her. She's not qualified. We
0: can't both run, can we? I mean, we're brother and sister, can we? Tracy and I are totally in love. In love?
2: Yeah.
4: So is this a
0: moral situation or an ethical situation?
2: When I win the presidency, that means you and I are going to be spending a lot of time together. (laughs) Your vote for Tracy Flick next week. You won't just be voting for me, you you'll be voting for yourself.
1: Who knew how high she would climb in life? I had to stop her. Excuse me,
2: will you please be quiet
0: now? Paramount Pictures presents an MTV Films production
2: order, order,
0: starring Matthew Broderick, oh. Reese Witherspoon.
2: Hey, what happened to your eyes? What happened to your eye?
0: Are you okay, Mr. McAllister? I'm fine. On the road to greatness, never underestimate an overachiever.
4: Looks like you could use a cupcake.
0: Election, cast your vote. But don't vote at all.
2: Hey, Um. teeth,
4: I want you in my movie. (laughs) I'm Diablo Cody, how you doing?
0: Welcome to Recap and Gown, a podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when you we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish. The class of is own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave?
4: I'm tired, man.
0: Um, I got... Uh... Whole lot of texts,
4: whole lot of calls today. Have been for the last month or two or so, trying to get me to vote. I already voted. Yep. I don't want them to leave me alone a little bit. I understand, but
0: man, done. I'm done. At least we live in a a safe state. I live in the Hawkeye state of Iowa, where they just won't fucking leave me alone. They are like flying skywriting planes over the house and sending smoke signals, telling me to vote. Like it is aggressive. Yeah. Well, they, they must think something's up because I keep getting these
4: calls. So other yeah, than that, I, you know, excited to talk about a good movie. Yeah, yes. This was a good, I mean, this was definitely a movie. This it's was awesome.
0: some some great performances at a dead minimum. Uh, joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas two-step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan?
2: Hey guys. Um, so The election themed pod is a little less fun for me than the spooktacular because I don't really have anything to dress up as. Um, (laughs) But like Dave, I also voted already and I am still getting quite a few texts from uh, the Biden family, Camilla, (laughs) um, you know, Joe's campaign manager just texted me. There you go.
0: Yeah, Texas doesn't play all of a sudden, which is fucking crazy. Um, I voted like three weeks ago and I don't think my phone has made it an hour without somebody texting or calling. And it's like, I, I mean, I, I told you guys already, like it's done. I'm, you're not going to get me to vote extra. I did it already. Uh, but yeah, it's got to be fun for you guys all of a sudden to be where we usually are at caucus season where the phone just doesn't fucking stop. So welcome to the team uh the other half of our two steps she is this podcast chief electoral college and trivia correspondent from the class of 01 dana griffin what up dana
3: um not much um i guess we'll keep talking about receiving texts and phone calls or whatever <laughs> um my fiance like 100 percent believed that like the sooner he voted the sooner he would stop receiving these things and i was like oh is that <laughs> no. like a thing Nope. Well, apparently no. for him it worked. So like he's <laughs> voted. So like he is. They have like everybody stopped bugging him. And I'm like, I still, I just, I just like ignore the text The other ones I respond to are like the ones from Pennsylvania, because I was like, I don't live here anymore. Please remove me from your right. rolls.
0: But yeah, double whammy, two swing states.
3: Yeah. So like, um, yeah, he's off of all of the phone lists. But Man. I guess the rest of us are still on them. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what
0: happened. I'm getting, I'm getting a bunch. And also where I live in Iowa, if you look at like our congressional map, there's four districts and they all kind of converge right in Des Moines. Um, So I'm getting ads for all four congressional campaigns at the same time because we're in the media market for a little part of all four of those districts and it fucking sucks. Like it's, Mm. it's too much. I don't need to see, you know, the ads that are, I hate Steve King more than the other guy hates Steve King. We all hate Steve King. Like I thought you no guys one likes Steve King. King.
3: I thought he was well, yeah. gone. he's gone. Yeah. He's
0: gone. But there's there's uh, two different candidates who are um, running in his district, both of whom want to distance themselves from him. And the Republican is like, no, no, I also hate him. So it's it's a lot. There's a lot of that. And then in some of the other districts, the Democrats are like, well, you didn't stand up to Steve King when he said this, and it's like he is the boogeyman hanging over the entire state with like a very boogeymanish face. I feel like on that guy, that's what a blue would look like. But uh, as you might have, you know, pieced out here from all of our election talk this week, we are talking about the movie election from 1999. Uh, y'all it's available everywhere. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, Plex, Crackle, Pluto TV, Showtime, Voodoo, Redbox, Fandango, Google Play, Apple TV. I'm pretty sure if you go outside with like stand stands still long enough, it'll just start playing on the sidewalk or something like that. Mm-hmm. This movie is super available to watch, perhaps because of this time of year. Um, the Rotten Tomato synopsis, actually pretty decent this time around. Uh, Jim McAllister, a well-liked high school government teacher, can't help but notice that a successful student, Tracy Flick, uses less than ethical tactics to get what she wants. When Tracy runs for school president, Jim feels like she will be a poor influence on the student body and convinces Paul, a dim-witted but popular student athlete, to run against Tracy. When she becomes aware of Jim's secret involvement in the race, a bitter feud is sparked. That's about it. They didn't mention Tammy in there. She's also pretty big part of this movie but decent synopsis Rotten Tomatoes I I say brevity is you know always better for Um, y'all
2: dim-witted is a good good adjective uh, there
0: dumb Dumb as a stump dumb face yeah big face that is dumb I'm not convinced he knows how to read and write he is real dumb Uh, big sis if you could give us a rundown of who is in this movie
2: All right, here goes uh, Matthew Broderick plays Jim McAllister. Uh, Reese Witherspoon plays our heroine Tracy Flick. And I that's
0: Witherspoon. Spewn. Spewn. <laughs>
2: witherspoon. He's witherspoon. Reese uh, Witherspoon. Yes. Um, and then our, our, our dim-witted friend uh, <laughs> Paul Paul Metzler uh, is played by Chris Klein. First movie. It was it really it was interesting. His first wow! Yeah, fucking shows. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> Jessica Campbell plays Tammy Metzler, who we were mentioning was not in in that recap. Yeah. Um, Mark Herlick. Uh, play, right. Okay. Plays Dave Nabotney. Uh, <sighs> Phil Reeves plays Walt <laughs> Hendricks. Um, Molly Hagen plays Diane McAllister. Delaney Driscoll, which I have so many opinions on this woman, um, oh. plays Linda Nabotny. Teeth. Like, what is happening? Veneers? Teeth,
0: with a capital T.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Colleen Camp plays Judith R. Flick. I uh, did not know there was an initial there. Didn't um, need that. <laughs> nope. Frankie Ingracia.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say it.
2: Plays Lisa Flanagan. Um, Matt Malloy plays vice principal Ron Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeannie Jackson plays Joe Metzler. Holmes Osborne plays Dick Metzler. And Lauren Nelson plays the custodian.
0: Okay. That's pretty uh, comprehensive. And you know what? I don't think you flubbed any of those.
2: No. Congrats.
0: But, yeah. I mean, it was fun this way, but it's pretty impressive.
2: Well, I mean, I couldn't do the re- Weather spoon yeah like, you, I you already, already spoiled that for you. you tried your best yeah. on,
4: on that one it's, it's
0: just it's, it looks like spoon <laughs> it, it, you know clearly it's,
2: pronounced
0: <laughs> Spion. Spion. <laughs> yes now it's getting some kind of a bavarian flair on it um why don't we quick go around the horn here and give some memories of this movie from before the pod dave uh this was one that you had initially picked it was our original lost episode so this was originally a Dave pick that we kind of um, retconned for the season. Uh, what were your memories of this movie before the podcast? I remember a VHS copy, so I'm thinking early
4: 2000s. Um, whose sure. movie it was, where it was watched, couldn't tell you. may have been rented. Um, I remember liking it and being like, ooh, this, this movie's dirty. And I'm 16, 17 years old. Dirty. It's dirty. It's dirty um and i remember i i just think i, I didn't quite get it when, when when i was a when i was a kid because it goes a lot deeper than i thought you can really think about it in a lot of different ways and and i really just thought it's like yep these kids are just a bunch of these well these adults become like kids they didn't mm-hmm. really grow up all that much i i, I remember think, thinking like these are the most immature adults i've ever seen in my entire life the way that they ended up acting but yeah i remember enjoying it just uh, not a whole ton of details but when i first saw
0: it okay uh dana did you have any history of this uh before the podcast or is this a new one for you
3: uh, technically it's a new one um i think i started watching it a few years ago and stopped and then i think after watching all of it like last night i know why <laughs> Um, So yeah, I didn't really, no, this was not on my radar at all um, when
2: I was in high school or at any point, really.
0: Okay. Big Sis, how about you?
2: Yeah, the um, last episode was the last time that I, and the only time that I had watched it prior um, to this pod, but I I rewatched it and I actually, I don't know, Matthew Broderick movies are just like, you have to know that it's very dry and sarcastic and
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know like there's a weird twist always and I actually thought like he, he was I really appreciated his character actually and um, liked the movie I think a little bit more the second time I do want to just mention that Dana I think there were a few wigs in this movie that we have to <laughs> we have to speak <laughs> to if you didn't notice any of those. Oh so i may have just stopped paying attention in the second <laughs>
3: half of this film so. oh it was in the first half oh was ba- i guess i was barely paying attention then i did not oh, notice boy. any wigs but it'll, it'll be a fun surprise for all of us yeah,
0: then. <laughs> looking forward Great. to that. on this movie i swear the first time i saw it was on an airplane i said that on our lost episode two that can't be right <laughs> like there's no. no way that's true but I swear, I remember seeing this on an airplane, and it was one of those times where it's like the whole plane watches the same movie and you can just like buy the headphones or not. There's no way they played this on an airplane, but i it's a very clear memory for me, so I don't know what's going on. This is in my own you know, personal Mandela effect, I think. But um, really, before the Lost episode, I recalled almost nothing about it other than Tracy's name and her out. So I remember that part of it, but before the last episode, this was brand new to me, and uh, having watched it then and then again this time around, I think I'm in agreement with Megan. Like, I I like it more now than I liked it the first time. Um, there's a lot of little things that I picked up on, and uh, you know, we'll we'll quick go around here and say whether it made the grade or uh, got held back for us. Dave, has made the grade or get held back? Oh yeah, made
4: the grade. Um, yeah. There's some cringe moments or like gross, ew, mm-hmm. yuck. Um, but overall it's a good story. It's a very human story. You're like, well, yeah, this guy, uh, this guy's an extremely flawed individual. Um, and everyone's got their flaws and everything. And they're just out there. Everyone's just, it's just, everything's completely exposed. So, and that ends up being an interesting story. Um, yeah. I'm, I don't know about letter grade, maybe a B plus a minus. I, I'm a, I really mm-hmm. like Alexander Payne and this is one of his first, um, movies that I ever saw. And uh, it's always interesting to see Omaha depicted on film. <laughs> I mean, it's just so interesting in every way. Oh, so Omaha, good.
0: Indeed. I said, never have been to Nebraska and there on going to Nebraska, but this is exactly what I picture Nebraska. You've been back. to Nebraska. We I drove been through it. Nebraska. But we it drove counts. through it and been stopped. Count it. Yeah, it counts. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck out of here. Cornhuskers. Uh, Dana, <laughs> Uh, with this being your first time watching it, did this make the grade for you or should they have held it back?
3: Held it back. I like hated this movie. Oh my god. Mm. It was too long and I I really like, I don't know if maybe I was not in the right headspace for it because I was like texting with friends earlier and they're like, I love that movie and I was like, have you seen it recently? (laughs) But I like never pull my phone out when I'm watching a movie for the pod. Um, and the last hour I was on Twitter the oh whole my entire time.
1: Goodness. I
3: wow. Absolutely this absolutely hate wow. this movie.
0: Okay. This is gonna be a fun episode then, isn't it? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I love this.
3: So it uh, failed.
0: Wow. I am okay. like sending
3: it back multiple grades.
1: That's a much. Yeah.
0: Movie. I mean, you haven't failed the movie in a long time. This is yeah. this is rough. Some roof stoof. Uh yeah. Megan. How about you? Are you team Dave or team Dana on this one?
2: I'm going to go like middle ground. Like I think the uh, first time I think I gave it like a D. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I did not like it. I, I'm going to bump it up to a C, but only because of the, the ridiculousness of Matthew Broderick's like positivity. Like yeah. just that like storyline and that underlying situation when like literally his world is like, fucking falling apart and mm-hmm. he's like well <laughs> I'm gonna have a, a soda now and maybe this day will get right. better yeah it's just <laughs> like it's it's just wild
0: yeah yeah he is always looking on the bright side of life he is like the opposite of, mm-hmm. of Simpsons everything is just gonna be okay somehow some crazy way uh, this movie does make the grade for me it is a very weird premise for a movie and like Babe said, a lot of it is really cringy to watch. Um, but I thought that Reese Witherspoon uh, was so much fun to watch in this movie. Um, she really turned in a performance that was like very distinctive and idiosyncratic. And um, she like alone, for me, makes this movie worth watching, um, given like, what we know that she becomes later in life with all of her other roles she was like making a lot of very specific choices to craft this character that I thought were really, really good. Um, On a side note, this is probably also like the most realistic depiction of like a a working high school that we've seen so far. Um, Yeah. The teachers, you know, were a little bit ridiculous and some of the students, but like the way the classes looked and Mm felt as a scene where they're in Spanish class that looked like a real Spanish class. Um, The principal not being like, you know, principal the Fonz from Scream but just being a principal who's like I'm, I'm dumb with all this malarkey like enough with the flim flam <laughs> like he was he seemed like he was a hard ass who really didn't have any actual power but the students kind of felt like he might um the look and the feel of the cafeteria and the hallway like all this felt really authentic to me um for high school at the time which I don't yeah. think we can really say about most of the other movies that we've watched so far. So yeah, yeah. I like this no,
4: one. No, I, yeah. It turns out that it was filmed in a real school and there were real classes going on during See, some scenes,
0: which is it looks like it. Yeah. Like it just has that kind of a, you know, we talked about and uh, save the last dance. Like that's not how any high school looks or works. The, the halls were kind of good in say the last dance in terms of like being really crowded, but this, this felt pretty on the nose for me. Um, before we jump into the recap, does anybody have any fun facts about this movie? I couldn't talk about
4: a movie without seeing what Roger Ebert had to say. <laughs> you uh, got to see it. Yeah. Um, overall, it was very well received critically. It didn't make any money. Did it's kind of Alexander Payne's kind of lane. He makes movies that the critics love and then just doesn't make any money on them. Big um, Roger Ebert, three out of four stars, uh, quote, here's a movie that is simply not about an obnoxious student, but also about an imperfect teacher, a lockstep administration, and a student body that is mostly just marking time until it can go out in the world and occupy valuable space. I said, yeah. Uh- yeah, yeah, you give it three stars for that. Yeah, I mean, based <laughs> ba- based on that huh. assembly, they're just they just all want to just rebel and they hate every most Man. things about just every day to day conformity that can happen. This, or, we're going to get that, that assembly Yeah, that was no, of idea. course, of course. Um, this is an Entertainment Weekly's list of uh, fifty best high school movies. Number nine.
0: Wow, Danny, you're so wrong. <laughs>
2: Number nine in the
0: fifty <laughs> best nine, all nine? time.
2: Yeah. No. Nine,
0: I think it's from I the early 2010s. The
4: list was from the early 2010s. So there, there might have been something that could have come I, out if you want to see an updated list. So
3: I, 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 think I critics maybe like this because it's a male-dominated field and the men get away with like absolute fucking God. nonsense in this
0: movie. <laughs> so like Well, so I does the, so does Tracy. She gets no punishment for all of her misdeeds.
3: Tracy? had an inappropriate relationship with like a teacher she was sexually abused that's how i'm defining it well and she was, she was. by yes. it so i feel like that's not i don't know ah uh, we can we can wait to three
0: seconds <laughs>
3: uh, whatever this yeah. movie <laughs> yes the
0: the the male characters get no real comeuppance for all of their bad behavior no, they kind of just um i'm not saying yeah. that, that their lives turn out great afterwards but yeah they kinda just... Their lives turned out bad, but they should have turned out so much worse. Of course. Um, listen, a... let's just let's just no, jump man. into it now. Yeah. We're talking about the, the shitty dudes in this movie, and I think it'll it'll behoove us all to get this out of the way. What's your problem? So this whole Tracy Dave situation. Um, who wants to start?
3: I can go since I'm the one. Like it's it's like the whole my whole problem with like it was a hard pill to swallow. Like nine minutes into the movie, yeah, of like dropping. With no in. warning, no Just warning,
0: and I literally
3: <sighs> am like sitting there. And this movie has a lot of fucking voiceovers, so that's a whole other thing that I yeah talk I'm talking about, about later. It's like do, it's a lot, but it's like Matthew Broderick. I refuse to actually learn his character's name. Matthew <laughs> Broderick's character is like talking about different students and stuff and he's like talking about how annoying Tracy is and that's whatever and then he's like there's one more thing you should know and there's like a weird cut and it like freeze frames and I was like oh what this will be and we cut to some random dude we haven't met yet going and I quote because I had to like
4: rewind. you are actually gonna say it do I was, I was it I'll fucking can
3: say it do it Ugh. um Ugh. he like it's just a random it's like a quick freeze frame it's quiet for a moment And there's this close-up for this old dude's face going, her pussy gets so wet, you can't believe it. I was like, whoa, whoa, what?
4: And I rewound it. I don't want to hear that. Don't tell me
3: that. Like, yeah, and Matthew Broderick does go like, ah, and I rewound it, and I was like, let me listen again. And I was like, please let this be about someone else. Please, please. Let this be a head fake,
0: please. And
3: no. Nope, and it's about fucking Tracy Flick, and this man stills like my best friend. And he goes, "She got into a little trouble." This is like all bullshit that would not fly in fucking twenty twenty. Nope. Of like how you would describe the situation, and I was like, "All right, well you you've lost me, and we'll see we'll see if I come back." And I like just couldn't come back from that. And yeah, the dude is cra- it's just crazy. And then we get like Tracy's side of it, and she was only a sophomore. Yeah, and he'd been
0: watching her since she was a freshman by the way he said i've been watching it for three years or whatever
3: yeah and they get left lo- alone at like a restaurant together and i'm like Nope, never would godfather's pizza rest in peace and <laughs> he's like he's she's like obviously and i get it she's like a kid who doesn't have a lot of friends like i've seen that when you work in the school like you do see that happens and you like try yeah. your best as an adult to like help them but he like says like you're this, you're great, you're whatever, you're attractive. I'm like, "We don't need that, sir."
1: Like,
0: it's grooming. It's called grooming. It's a real yes. thing. Yes. yes. During
1: this, During this our days the
0: confused episode, we had a heated discussion over the term grooming. This is textbook. Call Chris Hansen, get him on the phone, take a seat right there, grooming. Um, yes. you know, like you, you nailed it. He gives a whole list of attributes and just drops attractive like in the middle of it without even like hesitating or skipping a step. There's among the most disturbing scenes that we've seen so far. And we just did an entire month of movies where people are murdered in them. Is him at his house dancing seductively to once, twice, three times a lady while she is drinking a diet mug root beer. And then him like reaching out to her and leading her into his bedroom to be molested. Mm-hmm. Um, that Tracy scene, has.
1: Well,
0: that, she says that she when, grew up without a dad and he makes her feel safe and protected, which is what ugh. a dad is supposed to she's This shit's fucked up.
4: Yeah, no, replay- there, When she's walking down the hall and you see the crib in the background. Oh my God. And then she gets up, and, like turns, and then you see his hand is. Oh my recomb- God. Jesus fucking Christ.
1: No. Yeah. Once,
4: twice, three times. To- I'm
1: like, ugh.
2: No. Oh. That's, that scene I like wrote down everything that you just said Dave because I was just like this is obviously a case of like I need a replacement father figure yes situation
0: and she's self-aware enough to go oh that's not what this is Tracy that's exactly what the fuck this is this is exactly that and I think I I guess I wouldn't say equally problematic too but not far behind is the reaction everybody has so Mr. McAllister is clearly more disturbed that he did it in his house than that he did it in general
3: that's Matthew broderick right
0: yeah that's matthew broderick oh my god in your house and i'm like dude he's banging a student and like bragging about it openly to you his friend pretty sure as a teacher you are like required to report this to dcfs or somebody yes uh and then after finding the handmade card this creep ass made about going to Maui that looks like it's something oh like a kidnap or leave as ransom, um, the principal is like, Dave, I have to ask you, did you cross the line with this student? Like, well, yes. <laughs> like, obviously, he crossed the line with this student. You're holding the note that says, I need you bad right now or whatever. It says, quote,
4: your teacher. Yeah. Oh what? my God. No,
0: you are her teacher. Oh my
4: it's God. Not quote. This is not in quotes. There's no
0: quotes. No quotes. Well, and then and then you know what what got me the most about this is that he has his ongoing sexual relationship with the student, no jail time or anything. And you guys, I'm not even sure the school told her mom. Like we got no indication they notified her mom. I thought her mom
2: was the one who was there. She's the one who told. Oh, was mom there?
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay oh thank god i must have missed yeah. that part So i'm just like did they just sweep this under the rug and just move on
3: yes because like he obviously i was like why isn't he in jail why doesn't matthew broderick turn him in and i'm not gonna lie we there's a my group thread from philly was discussing a situation where in the mid to late 90s something like this happened at the school we worked at and the teacher oh was. The parents weren't upset they said we loved him and we ushered him out they said what and they loved him they he was a great they just loved this teacher and we like ushered him out of the school and he now is like the head of another private school i don't know if i'm getting. oh my right
0: god
1: <laughs>
3: ew we
0: oh we had we had two of these we had the one that we talked about where I have been advised from our legal counsel, uh, Tony Oaks, Esquire, to not say his name again on the podcast. But oh, for sure. If you, <laughs> I, I, I told back, you this over and all, over again. I'm like, why are you? A saying lot of people told never me never say he, names. He, he, the motherfucker did that shit. If you go back and listen to what episode was that even? I don't even. Oh, that was uh, Mean Girls. If you go back and listen to, to Mean Girls, you you will see I'm Mean Mean it.
2: Girls. <laughs> Seven, 57 minutes in. No,
0: I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Timestamp. We we say we say what happened in our high school. There was another one that happened as well, and I want to see if Megan, you recall this, or Dave, um, did either of you guys have Mrs. Mueller for science, or for like I think I had like physics with her and maybe chemistry. Mueller. You guys Mueller. 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 Um, Mueller. The
2: name rings a bell, but I her. think not because I had her but maybe you were were in
4: smart
0: kid classes so you probably didn't know i was a jim johns physics guy person listen we got (laughs) jim johns stories out the wazoo one time tony derailed an entire (laughs) physics class by asking him if you can make a a working lightsaber and for 50 minutes straight he talked about how you'd have to do it and he did not teach physics that day at all so jim johns is a cartoon character but um, mrs mueller was the best her husband taught at like another high school Um, I forget which one he taught at, but uh, I remember I was in her class like junior year for whatever chemistry or something. And it turned out that her husband, who was a basketball coach for the girls team at that high school, was having a relationship with a student on the basketball team and then left his wife to be with her. So like she came to work that next day and was basically like, y'all don't talk to me. Don't talk to each other. Just all put our heads down and and sit here in silence. I'm, I'm going through it. So yeah.
3: Why did she come um, to work?
0: I think she's under contract. <laughs> like I think
3: you can a sub for like I'm dealing with some bullshit like some shit right now.
0: As the husband of a teacher, my wife gets like one sick day a year. <laughs> so like she probably already yeah. used it yeah. up. Like and you to have to like
2: work. plan your subs like well in advance. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I've only yeah, really
3: yeah. ever worked in a private school, so things. Are no. How really- would she wash it? Yeah, you. the public
2: <laughs> school mm. is. Yeah,
0: disaster. Yeah. Best of luck to you. Um, deal with it is kind of what the, the method is there. But yeah, I, having seen this movie where Dave basically statutorily rapes the student, God knows how many times. For Can we call him like Bad Dave, Dave or something? Months. I
2: was, like, <laughs> was going to say not our Dave, Dave. but B-B- Mr. B-B- we, we, we can
4: call him B B D or... Mr. No, Novotny? so
0: so in this movie where David Oscar Novotny. Hernandez oh. <laughs> you're, you're making it worse. You're making it worse. <laughs> Look, regardless, it was it was shocking. Yes, and beyond that, it didn't even matter. It wasn't like an integral part of the movie. This movie would have changed zero percent had that not been part of it. I
3: honestly like think it wasn't so, necessary. I disagree. It's part of yeah. It's part of why Matthew Broderick dislikes Tracy Flick. Like it part God! Of oh, the it's more ruined.
0: problematic. He You're blames her for it. You're right.
2: Yes, and Boy. also it it basically like paints her as a villain, but she's yeah. but she's like also the victim, truly. Truly, yeah. and without- she does
0: one villainous thing in the whole movie. It's not that villainous.
2: No,
3: like no. so. It's like and it, if if not this inciting incident or whatever you call it, um the Novotanis don't break up, and Linda, I believe her name is, yeah. isn't
1: Linda. single,
3: you know, like, so, like, it, it, well, it definitely is what causes it, but it's also, even though he says, like, oh, I don't hold it against her, like, you only say that if you actually do hold it against the person. So, like, yes. he uh, yeah. also dislikes her yeah. because of it. So that was, well, like, a huge problem for me.
0: You could have you could have done the exact same thing with Dave cheating on his wife with, like, another teacher at the school. That did. That,
2: Mr. M- know, Mr. Novotny. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we don't.
0: We're I'm not going to talk about him a whole lot because he vanishes for like the next ninety percent of this movie after that little thing happens. But like, you really could have. I mean, sure. You know, you had to have a reason for Linda to be single. Um, they could have come up with something else. Uh,
2: no, I think that's. I mean that that is why it comes down to that like one vote, and he like yeah. swings the entire election. Like, I don't think he would have done that.
0: If, this is textbook victim blaming, is what this yeah. is. Yeah. Shit's it, not okay. Um, Which he does God. a lot.
3: So I have notes about that later as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, listen, we, I, 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 I'm happy that we talked about that up front because it underpins the entire movie. I would feel like a dope bringing that up later. We're like, oh, by the way, she's a victim of child sexual assault. Um, I'm happy that we cleared that up, but... While we're on the topic... Can we talk about uh, Reese Witherspoon as Tracy Flick here? Like, her performance, I fucking love her in this movie. I don't, I don't love her in general as an actress. I think she's kind of okay. Um, but in this movie, like, I love her in this role. Dana, you hated this movie like you hate the devil. Could you, could you give us a breakdown of your impression of Tracy Flick?
3: I at least thought Reese was fine. Like she yeah. is like doing something in the role. Like she puts on like a weird Midwestern accent. Like she tries some things. Um, this is also, we have another future Oscar winner. So that's, that's also a thing. Um, so no, I thought she was great. And I think there was like just a lot of great people in this movie. And like, I just wound up fucking hating the misogyny and how awful the men were. Like, I don't yeah. have time for awful men in 2020. I'm fucking over it. it's it's crazy get it together
0: it's it's crazy that the least awful man in this movie was Chris Klein's character who also not great but like too dumb to realize he was a bad person at least um I I feel like with Tracy Flick you have to call out um the very specific like dialogue and speech pattern that she has. it's. She very clearly made a choice as an actress. I don't know if this is her choice or the director kind of telling her to speak like this, but it is. It, it's almost staccato. Like her, no one talks like this for real. Um, it's everything sounds very clipped, and sort of very deliberate. After, all of her words after every word, it's like to just kind of yeah. like click at, at the yes. end. Of, click. Every. Every. At is the end of every. Very yep. tight. And it's very planned and this is how I speak all the time. Like it's, Uh, no one talks like that really. And they have a scene that perfectly highlights it where Mr. McAllister is in bed. This is, I mean, this could go in problematic shit as well, but he imagines that she is speaking to him because of what she said like earlier on in the day where I think he was convinced she was hitting on him too. Which, like, dude, like, no, she's she's just a, a, a girl with a lot of ambition. Um, but they, like, isolate her mouth on the screen. And it, it, again, no one really talks like this. And it was such, like, a, that will stick with me for a long time, I feel like. Watching her, I guess, speak and just mm. kind of the way that her mouth is shaped while she talks is kind of weird, too. Um, oh, yeah
2: it was like yeah i think it was like um, a weird it reminded me of rocky horror picture show when they have all those like lips like it like it yeah okay it was discon. that moment in the film was disconnected from like all the other directing and like the visual of the film it was very interesting
0: weird scene anytime mr mcallister is in bed weird shit happens i mean we'll Tracy's head floats over the back of his wife's head while he's... We'll, we'll, we'll... <laughs> I'm
3: like, are we going to get to that? Cause like, I we're going to hold off on that what... until okay.
0: we've got a segment on relationships that uh, we'll really tuck into.
3: Okay, I thought that's the speech, like that scene was the one you were going to talk
1: about. And I, was like, it,
0: I, I mean, well. I think it's, it might as well have been, but yeah. Um, but I also felt like the physical performance that Reese gave as Tracy was tremendous. She, I don't think I appreciate often enough how tiny a person she is. Like Mm -hmm. we talked about, um, I'm not even sure what episode that was, the picture of Kristen Chin with a Boban. You put Boban next to Reese Witherspoon. She also appears to be three feet tall. Like she is Mm -hmm. a tiny, tiny girl, but like she's so super intense and like borderline scary in this role that I think, having it's like yzma from uh, emperor's new groove like how are you this small and also this scary i i'd read that uh, it wasn't matthew broderick who's the first choice
4: to play mr mcallister it was who was that tim robbins tim robbins imagine someone being six five <laughs> with tracy flick <laughs> who's like five two so that's probably the reason why this
3: it could have worked though because like she definitely looks like a little kid and i think that would have made it like even
4: more substantial
0: robins was shack busy i mean couldn't god get a giant
4: person to play apart from her i think it would have been that they seemed more i don't want to say peers because there's a clear age gap there right. but like they were on the same level kind of and, and when someone's taller just seems different I, I, I don't know i, I don't think it
0: would have been the same well it's, it's hard no, to also no, picture tim robbins being this pathetic of a character um, yeah yeah there was a movie that he was in with martin lawrence i can't remember which one it was um but, but he plays like a like a beaten down like sad sack in that movie too he it's can do movie.
3: it it's a great movie right you, you know the one yes it's like, <laughs> it's <not laughs> like blue streak
0: it. but it's like something
4: was it, was like it blue that Street? it's not it wasn't
0: him though right
4: it's it's one of those in, in the what is it? Was, it
0: was it all about the benjamins no 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 oh fuck me all right anyway it's who gets to wikipedia first <laughs> keep going we'll get, see what happens um it first. but yeah i i there's there's a scene where she like storms across the cafeteria to confront paul and they play the same like, nothing musical. to lose nothing to that's lose that's the one that's the one Such there it is movie. sad sack tim robbins great um, but yeah, she's like, she is genuinely terrifying as she's like walking across the library making a beeline for Paul. And they play that, is it is it called Navajo Joe? Like that Navajo, little it, musical it's the, stinger? It's, it's the theme from Navajo Joe. Um, okay. Uh, Quentin Tarantino
4: likes to use it. It, it, it comes up randomly in some of his So on. I'm happy you just, did it because I can hit Every Nav- time she gets pissed or yeah, she's like kind of like agitated or gets like super nervous or something happens where things like are kind of elevated that starts to play. And for whatever reason, it's perfectly
0: it's, and she is like genuinely, I, I, listen, Chris Klein is not a good actor. The way that he acts like intimidated by her when she's like, yeah. i put you up to this. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I, I don't know. I, oh, I'm just trying oh, to do a good hey, Tracy. No
4: one ever challenges <laughs> me on anything. Cause I'm great all the time. So this is weird for me,
0: you being in my face like this. So, Oh man. Okay. Like that's that not like really in Nebraska, or maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. It could. I don't. I don't. I have no friends from Nebraska, but one friend from Southwest Iowa, which is close to Nebraska. But that's the best mm-hmm. I get. I have but a lot like of that friends scene, from Nebraska, and her rage stamping the buttons, where she's like making a real grip, like she's screaming, basically stamping yeah. these buttons. I'm like, you are putting so much into the physicality of this role, which really takes off when she has uh, her like freak out scene um again she is teeny teeny tiny and is like raving like a maniac in this scene it is fantastic there's a shot of her after she's torn up all the signs where she's like the camera like pans up two and a half feet because she's a a smurf of some sort and she's like breathing heavy and standing around all the rubble and like bloody hands from the paper cuts like she is really killing it in that moment I love that freak out is that is that better than the Regina George freak out from Mean Girls
3: it's funny you brought it up because oh. I felt in that moment she forgot to Regina Georgia and also tear down all of her own posters
0: she was too blinded by rage she couldn't yes she's not that though di- no I'm not gonna say she's not that diabolical because she fucking is I just think that it was like the emotion had overtaken her at that point. She could no longer plan.
2: So, is she is she diabolical, or does she like? Is she just doing what it takes to get to the top?
0: Um, Which I think I think she. Oh, it's tough, right? Because this movie is told very much from Mister McAllister's perspective, and he thinks that she's diabolical. We don't really see her do anything diabolical except for that one scene and when she blames Tammy for it when she's off the hook which like I feel like any high school kid would have done that like somebody else takes the blame for what you did you want to make sure that you know you're no longer a suspect um I don't know that she is that diabolical I mean we don't yeah Mr. McAllister thinks so he's also kind of a crazy piece of shit um I I think this might be a better freak out than regina's because it's 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 like extended regina's takes like a half hour probably she drives home screaming and like goes up into her room screaming still this one probably takes like a solid five minutes but she she is out of her gourd and just like tearing down everything in her wake and Again, so so tiny. <laughs> like every shot of her having to like jump up to reach a sign that's five feet from the ground, and it's I love that scene. I could watch that twenty times in a row.
2: I thought she did tear down her own poster because isn't wasn't that like super long? Her, one, own, her own her own one, by accident. but that's what
0: started it though. She tore that one uh-huh. down by accident because mm-hmm. after she yelled at that kid for putting yeah. tape on the front of her sign. And so she was going to fix it because it was on the back. If the tape was on the front, that sign wouldn't have come down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she lost her shit because she had to get again. She had to get a trash can to stand up on because she's a dwarf of some sort tearing mm-hmm. that sign down. Um, yeah. I also loved uh, right after that she's driving with like the evidence in her trunk. And she is repeatedly checking the rearview mirror, like she has like a dead body back there, like as though the cops are gonna pull her over and like interrogate her. Everything about her in that scene is just tremendous. Um, I also loved like her performance of both like extreme joy and extreme sadness, kind of back to back. Yeah, like when she thinks that she's won the election her vertical is all of three inches but she jumps so many times and she's so happy and it's like she's all bopping around in the hallway and there's like a point where she stops just to like basically scream silently about how happy she is and i'm like that it's just so cute (laughs) like uh, how could how could mr mcallister hate her so much she's a sprite (laughs) she's a pixie and then he was having a pretty bad day,
4: man. Oh
0: well. I, I, we'll I, I, get I'm sure to
4: teachers that. I'm sure teachers can just focus and they're like, eh, that fucking kid today, you know what?
0: I don't like him. I don't like him. I, I am the son of a teacher and the husband of a teacher. And that definitely happens. Sure. Every time I've heard it happen, they fully fucking deserve it. <laughs> like this one did not yeah, yeah. this one did not deserve it like that. But then you have the scene kind of right after that where she is. She's found out that she's lost the election. And the, the sudden cut to her with <sighs> an ugly cry face that would make Kim Kardashian feel good about her crying face. Like, she's like a sobbing mess. And she just, you know, cannot control her, her the depths of her sadness. We're talking about range here, folks. Like, yeah. to go from the high highs to the low lows, kudos to young Reese. Like, she was acting her ass off in this movie.
2: Yeah. So apparently, I've I was doing a little googling in the background because um, mm-hmm. I wanted to see. As if is she, tradition. Yeah, as is tradition, I wanted to see if she <laughs> was like channeling a certain person or, or character, and apparently, she was kind of a a stand-in for Hillary Clinton. So oh, she was that's supposed, not fair. She was supposed to basically be the representative of like an incredibly driven. Female at the time and like How you have to do like Some shit that's a little unethical And some shit that's like um, Whatever you can do to like Kind of claw your way to the top but like be this Image of perfection Um, And she was like Asked if she would ever play Hillary Clinton In a movie and she said I already have Oh
0: my god Like This I think that highlights uh, What people Think Hillary Clinton is like (laughs) like i don't think she's like this i think that you know the pop culture did her dirty you know in the 90s to convince people like oh no i think i think a 90s audience would watch this movie and immediately recognize that as hillary clinton and like that ain't right man she's not that um
3: well, I also like t- how do you mean that she's not Hillary? Cuz like I watched it and I was like serious Hillary Clinton vibes.
0: Well, sure, but I don't I don't think that Hillary Clinton is like as self-serving and like kind of fuck anybody over I have to to get to the top as they portrayed Tracy to be. I don't get like,
1: that Like if from if Tracy, somebody though.
0: was Well, well think well think about this. Okay. So, uh 2016, when Hillary announced her her candidacy, other people kind of got out of the way at that point. Bernie did not get out of the way. He ran against her. I cannot imagine Hillary storming across a room and going up to Bernie and going like, who put you up to this? Who told you you could do this? Like, who told you you're allowed? It just, she seemed so entitled and so like, I want a challenger, but I want that challenger to be so no. imminently beatable that it's not a real threat to me.
3: But you're like, I don't think, Paul to me is a stand in more after she like freaks out about Paul joining the speech she makes I'm like oh that's DJT vibes like someone who just thinks he will be handed sure. to him like I, I don't I wouldn't correlate Chris Klein with like Bernie but I don't hey, know we Chris should, Klein is
0: Benno get- this client is Bendel Award. Don't you speak, Hill
3: okay. of our almost, All right. almost senator. <laughs> oh, um, I'm sorry.
0: I'm just born to be in it, man. Uh, I, listen, man. Whatever. Okay,
3: we've gone off on a tangent, <laughs> but I just, I I don't, I don't even know where we started or how we got I here. I did, but yeah.
2: So part of the thing is, again, it's like the, uh, I, I don't know, objectification is not the right word, but like her character is supposed to represent like sort of what female driven female people in the political sphere have to like do to make it to the top. And so there she like looks like this villain or this like person you know, who has to do these all these crazy things but in the end it's like, well, if she's not clawing her way to the top, she's not gonna get there. Like there were yeah. so many different like obstacles where she could have been like, okay, I'm out or I'm, I'm folding or I'm gonna be sad or I'm gonna be negative about it but like, yeah you know, she has to put on a pretty face and, like, just get, get through.
0: So. That's true. I, I do feel like um, if this movie was released in a more modern context, we would not tell it from Matthew Roderick's perspective. It would be told with Tracy as the hero who gets, like, screwed over by all these people along the way. Because, really, she's not a villain. Like, they portray her as a villain in the movie. I don't know why. <laughs> she just wants to be student body president. Like... And she's worked really hard for it,
3: yeah, and I think that's like the hard part with all the voiceovers is like it's not clear if you're if we're really switching perspectives or if it's Matthew Broderick's unreliable narrator envision, you know like and I think that's just the hard part that it's really it's unclear i don't know i found that really annoying when like the fourth one popped up i was like another fucking voiceover like whose movie is this so i think that's what makes it hard is like it'd be fine if it was like one thing where it's just matthew broderick as an unreliable narrator the whole entire time but yeah i just didn't like the competing or conflicting because they like i don't think they flushed tracy out enough if that's what they were really trying to go but like
0: this is her perspective yeah Yeah. and for the viewers who haven't seen I think the first 40 or 45 minutes of this movie is all just dueling voiceovers like it's they are back to back with no scenes between them it is just voiceover after voiceover and like once we got to Tammy doing one I'm like all right, like we've we need a break from the voiceovers like show me some actual movie happening I get why you do it it had especially Tammy's a bit of, like, a Wes Anderson feel to it, which, like, I get. But, like, it just, it got to be too much. And we don't really know from whose perspective the movie's being told. And I think that did kind of hurt it because everybody that gives a voiceover, except for Tracy, has a reason to dislike Tracy. Like, Tammy has a reason to dislike Paul, as does Tracy, but Mr. McAllister doesn't. Nobody has a reason to dislike Mr. McAllister except for Tracy. Nobody has a reason to dislike Tammy, including anybody. So it's like all of them are kind of piling on Tracy and everybody else has kind of like uh, an opportunity to tell their own story from their own perspective. I feel like this movie did not give her her due. It It was really unfair towards a girl who just wants to be student body president and has actually worked at it unlike everyone else in the movie.
4: Yeah. I felt um, from the very beginning, I'm like, this is going to be McAllister's thoughts on Tracy.
0: Yeah.
4: Pretty much the, as, as as soon as they like, let, let's go the first voiceover. And she has like the scrunched up face. I'm like, okay, there's no respect there. There may be some hatred. There may be some, I want to make fun of this person. I'm like, okay, so we're, we're going to hear that story. And I'm, I, and at first I'm like, I'm not sure. Is, is he going to be talking about, everybody from his perspective on there, but everyone else's story seems to come from them. But when it comes to Tracy, it's a lot of what he, pretty much all what he feels about her and not much else.
0: Yeah. That's pretty unfair. Um, So I want to toss this, this question out here and it's a little bit unfair because this is his first movie, but like, is Chris Klein just like a bad actor? I guess he's not good at acting.
4: That was his first movie, man.
2: (laughs) I I, mean, I don't
0: bad though, right?
2: I don't think I've ever seen a movie where I thought he was a good actor.
0: I think he only plays this character. Like it's the same kind of breathy aw shucks bullshit he's doing in American Pie. Like it's just I thought in American Pie he made an acting choice that this is how he's going to display that he's trying to be genuine and like care about a girl. Turns out this is what he thinks acting is.
2: Um, he pies. He's from Hinsdale. Illinois? Yes.
0: Oh, my God. I thought he was from Omaha. (laughs)
2: He was was raised in Brookfield, Illinois.
0: Our first ever high school football game was against Hinsdale Central. We lost, like, 64 to nothing. And I was like, these guys are all grown-ass men playing against you. That was a humiliating day for me. He might have been on that team.
2: And then he moved to Nebraska, Dave. So you're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: I'm just assuming you guys haven't watched his more uh, recent work. Um, I have not. So you're not into Sweet Magnolias, a very like no. weird Christian show on we, um, we've, Netflix. We've
0: briefly discussed it, and I you gave me this analysis, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not watch that. Um, no,
3: don't watch that's... it. But he's he's still playing, <laughs> pulling the same bullshit. Like this, this is what he does, and that's like as good as it gets.
0: That's unfortunate, because like yeah, it's just. I get that it's supposed to be endearing. It just comes off like, you know, there's a, a joke from very early family guy where like, I'm just very aware that I'm watching a movie. Like when I watch him act, I'm like, oh, I'm very aware that you're acting. Like this, this cannot be how you talk in real life. Like I'm very aware that if this is how he talks in real life, oh God, what a horrible conversationalist he must be. That'd just be awful to hang out with that guy oh boy uh Chris if you're hearing this come on the pod <laughs> <laughs> Love to have you hey, hey you're
2: basically like neighbors to where we grew up
0: yeah we'll talk about uh, upstate eight conference well you know talk about the old days um now we've been kind of dancing around this for a little while we haven't yet really gotten into this but there are several relationships in this movie um I don't think that many of them needed to be in here but while we are kind of breaking this thing down, let's talk about all the characters who fell in love at first semester. So I think the easiest one and kind of the the lightest to talk about is uh, Tammy and Lisa. Um, Wait,
2: this is the lightest to talk about? I thought for sure... Yeah, it that lasts this is like two be, minutes. But I thought for sure this is going to be part of what's your problem. Um, because it, it she... It could have been. Because Lisa is a climber.
0: Well, Lisa's a climber, but also, if this was a heterosexual relationship, this would 100% be in What's Your Problem, because we'd call Tammy a toxic gaslighter. Like, Tammy um, I don't know what their relationship was before the movie, but it seems very much like Tammy is, a, what do they call it, a love bomb? Is that what they call it? Where it's like, you throw all of your love and emotion at somebody and, like, go so over the top with how you feel about them that it makes them kind of feel like Indebted to return some of that to you. Oh yeah, there's a there's a lot of love. I mean, they smelled each other's pee. Oh my that's God. that's Ew. That's love, man.
4: Yeah, that's they, love. they
0: peed in Dixie cups after eating some asparagus and smelled. See along the pee. That's I mean, that's, dumb, that's dumb. Well I drove you. It's dumb. But yeah, it just it just seemed very much like this was kind of all one direction. Tammy like doesn't seem to care how Lisa feels. Lisa is like. I'm not okay with this, and then Tammy's like, "Well, I'm gonna make out with you again, just because I feel like it." Um, I, I did not like that relationship.
3: I also feel like the movie just didn't like handle like Tammy well, and they're just like, "I don't really understand what her problem is." Like at one point, the principal calls her like a little bitch because I'm trying yeah. to get to it. <laughs> that
1: but little I just bitch.
3: Feel like it's like the late 90s for in omaha nebraska i can't yeah. imagine it's great to be gay in like omaha nebraska now so it's like I'm not she's like dealing with stuff and like obviously like yes no one else knows of what she's dealing with but i was just kind of like it was like i don't get her problem and it's just like maybe if she felt more comfortable talking to you, i don't know whatever. but yeah the tammy stuff
0: was just weird well, i will the- say um The the first person that ever met in Iowa at college, um, Monica, she lives in Omaha now. She listens to the pod. Monica, holler at us. Let us know. um, Omaha seems like it's probably cooler than the rest of the state toward gay folk. Like, I I think Omaha might be okay. I think you travel 10 miles in any direction. It might be hard to be gay. Omaha seems okay. But then again, this was 1999. So, like, maybe not.
2: I have a lot of friends who are from Nebraska and actually Omaha specifically. So maybe they could.
0: Yeah. Get at us Omaha natives and kind of let us know. But I I did feel like um, the movie could have like gone straightforward and made Lisa into another villain because, you know, the movie doesn't like women very much. Um, But they didn't quite do that because Tammy is not a great partner to her. Like, it's not like, it just seemed like she was, she's coming on way, way, way too strong and didn't realize that and didn't listen when she was told, hey man, like, cool it a little bit.
2: Okay, but Lisa is a B because- she sucks. Yes, because like, okay, regardless of any of that, if you and your friend break up, have a fight, she's like clearly dating Paul to get back at her and to make Sammy like feel like shit. And the, the line that she says where she says I'm not a dyke and we're not in love. We're just experimenting. Like, yeah, that is like, I'm not
0: like you. I'm not a dyke.
2: Yeah. A low blow. And then later she's like dating some football (laughs) player or basketball player. Like, who is still playing and going to, you know, like be successful after Paul loses the election. So she's like a climber. She's like, I would have actually liked more about her, but I think she was like, I was clear that she was a villain.
0: Yeah. Uh, While we're on the topic of her being a climber, um, let's talk about her next relationship here, which is Paul and Lisa. Um, I don't get why Lisa stays with Paul. I get that she got with him in the first place to, like, upset Tammy and really kind of shove it in, you know, her face that she's with her brother. I mean, it sounds like she went and blew him, like, the day after we saw that fight take place, which, again, evidence Chris Klein can't act. His blowjob face was Jim (laughs) Carrey cartoonish. That was too much. That was a lot. No one asked for that to happen. Maybe he's...
4: Maybe she, I, I don't know. Dave, he, he just, I mean, he's, 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 he's a nice guy. I mean, it's maybe they she likes doing stuff with him. I, I
0: don't know, man. There's, I mean, no, he's there's a good there's a number dude. Of reasons.
2: He's he's about know. to be president. She wants um, to be well, with a class president.
0: But that, that happened, happen to, I think,
4: campaign before manager and everything, well, that
0: too. happened before he announced his candidacy, though, didn't it? Like, didn't wasn't she blowing him before he announced his campaign?
2: correct but she stayed with him because he was about to be class president
0: that's what i was thinking like this is a proximity to power kind of a you know kind of a convenience thing for her right
2: i
3: feel like paul also had some comment about like having a nice penis or something so like yes
0: at the end there yeah he thanks thanks jesus yeah he thanks jesus for having what he's been told is a very (laughs) large penis what i'm
4: told is a very large penis and Thank you, God.
0: You know, oh, he's I'm, a good natured oaf. It he's basically uh, Hodor. <laughs> like he so doesn't know anything.
3: It's more um, the other guy from Game of Thrones. His uh, Tyrion Squire.
0: Oh, Pod. Oh,
3: Pod. Yeah, it's more of a Podrick. Who's next? We pay
0: because he's so good. <laughs> these names guess, mean nothing guess, to me. That's true. Oh, Dave. Names. Yeah. These Podrick names. Tane. <laughs> oh that okay yeah, um, that's a good comparison but pod pod yes. seems smarter <laughs> paul Much doesn't smarter. seem like he knows what anything is
3: no paul's a doofus but i think yeah. it's still i don't know that's that was the we have we have other relationships we need to
0: get into yeah so so, so we we've got through those two uh those are essentially the lighter of the two because these two are fucking heavy and sad um jim and diane good Lord, this is a sad fucking relationship. Like, when we get Jim's voiceover, he says that they've been together for nine years and they been more in love than they are now. And to punctuate that, we see them, like, eating dinner at a small table across from each other in complete fucking silence. Yeah, (laughs) just ranch dressing everywhere. Just boring. uh, God, like, the whole movie we never see any kind of like warmth or chemistry between them at all except for when they're fucking and guys Mm -hmm. i we need to take a moment to recognize what this is um i can appreciate diane's dirty talk game that's pretty legit but their sex is like so utilitarian and weird
3: well, they like, are like they are trying to create life. They are procreating. Yes. They are not yes. like fucking. They're not making it? love. Are you gonna yeah. do it? Are
4: you gonna but, do it? I'm like <laughs> they're like, breeding. Yup, yep, yep. Yeah. This but, is
3: breeding. Fill uh,
0: me uh, up. Yeah. up. <laughs> Said over and over again, as though that's like what he instructed her to tell him to get it to happen. She says, "Fill me up," three dozen times in the course of this movie, which I mean again i can appreciate the hustle uh can't knock the hustle but like that's the only time we see them i think touch each other (laughs) is like when she's yelling fill me up and he is daydreaming about tracy flick doing some other top-notch dirty talk so that's uncomfortable for reese witherspoon
3: you knew that was coming so like i I thought it was gonna happen early in the movie we didn't really talk about it but like at one point, Matthew Broderick goes into like his sad basement and has, has to like take a bunch of blankets my out of god. a out of a like a trunk to
1: that get to a porn bottom.
3: stash. That's yeah, that's ball's ball's bottom, bottom to take out his porn stash, and he's watching like <laughs> porn about like a high school cheerleader, and a football player. And I was like, Oh my god, is are we gonna have a scene where it's like Reese in that scene? And I was like, Oh, it didn't happen. Thank the Lord. And so, then it happens later, and I was like, Ugh. You
4: be quarterback.
0: So, I'll play okay. tight end. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! And Francis, a couple thoughts about zone. that. Yeah, Number one, stuff. the correct line to give is "You be quarterback, I be wide receiver." That makes more sense than. Oh, oh yeah, because um, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I got it. Uh, okay. I, the good. first Ew. time we went through this, Well, yeah, yeah, I'm gross. sorry, yeah, Megan. Yeah. I don't mean to disgust you, but that's how porno works.
3: Well, um, what's wrong? Tight end isn't terrible.
0: It's not terrible, but I mean, I think I think wide receiver.
2: Yeah, but tight end sure
0: sure um that that scene in general is absurd because that dude has like a very visible bald spot like he's 38 years old and then when i was going through um people in this movie to do for the deep dive i was gonna do her that's her only credit which is even sadder to me that like the the only credit no voiceovers video games you've been in like it's just this and nothing else for that actress so like bummer fucking bummer but i think that scene does illustrate like what's missing in their whole relationship the fact that diane is giving him sex on a very regular basis in any number of positions clearly with all kinds of dirty talk and he still feels the need to, like, go down to, into his basement and jerk it to porno VHS tapes. Yeah, that's a, that's Something's it. missing. Like, something. Your shit's broken. Your engine yeah, gets broken. He, he gets from the front and
4: the back. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool, man. It's
0: pretty cool. And probably
4: other ways. Froggy style, pony style, who knows? I'm going to have a Pepsi and sit in the basement and watch a VHS from a box that's way too large. It, it, it doesn't make any
0: sense. Should also clarify, he doesn't necessarily jerk, and he's just casually watching. Watching, it, which is like
4: <laughs> it just, there's, there's no there like I'll just turn this on and relax. You know, just really, I'm, I'm, just sit back here. I'm just gonna sit back here and see. Uh, yeah, let's just
0: see where this goes. Why not? Do they win the big game at the end? I'm curious. Uh. <laughs> um,
2: my my whole thing about this relationship is like the character like the characters and the costuming i guess is the best word i can think of that they like gave to these people like matthew broderick literally looks like somebody put like white out in his like sideburns to make him like look ol- like older than he is and he's wearing the most yeah. like frumpy outfits and his wife her hair might be brown or it might be gray not entirely sure, I'm not sure color like that there's was. just it, it's just like it's very bland like they're the most bland people in the world Mm-hmm. um and then they have this like weird i wouldn't even say like crazy sex life but it's like compared to everything else that they do it's crazy
0: yeah it's you get the impression that like they would have had that silent dinner not said a word to each other like washed their dishes also in silent and then just gone into the bedroom and she'd be like stick it in me like it just they don't, there doesn't seem to be any like interaction between them other than like the fucking which that's a I mean something's gone off the rails and it's nine years in so it's not like they've been together for 49 years like this is nine years and no kids like you could still have a fun relationship you guys could still travel together and shit like I don't I, maybe not on a public picture salary I suppose um the other relationship here with Jim that is I would argue the most fucked up is Jim and Linda um yeah. Linda... Linda gives,
3: Novotny, so yes. the ex-wife of Nasty Novotny. Nasty <laughs>
0: Novotny, yeah. The, <laughs> yes, the, 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 the ex-wife wife. of David Oscar Hernandez Novotny over here. That's um, not, not his family. <laughs> so. Linda gives him no reason whatsoever to think that she's interested in him and after like taking her to the mall for some reason out of the blue he just proposes them getting a motel room and then when she's like what he's like oh yeah right over there he doesn't take that yeah, 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 like, oops I, i'm just kidding like he he steers into that skid and it's like yeah at that piece of shit motel that obviously has bed bugs you want to go fuck real quick like i, I don't know why he thought that was an okay move and it takes a very specific kind of recklessness to ask your wife's friend if she's down the clown. Like, I don't, uh, good God, what's wrong with him?
1: A
4: lot, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> He's profoundly broken as, as a human yeah. being. Um, and it's, 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 not like where I'm sitting here. Like, yep, that's just, it's a human reaction. He, feels these things or that i'm like no this is this is what a, this he's losing his mind why he thinks this is, what this is okay does. ever this is what a, this is what a creep does what a weirdo does it's, i i can't even look at it and be like yeah it's he's human that happens it's no. so weird so nope. weird no not
0: okay
3: yeah um, it was gross and then linda finally like does kind of give into it after we have to watch him pull the grossest hairball out of a shower drain barehanded
4: too no no gloves on no nothing barehanded
3: look at that um they they get it on again in the house that like people well i guess she doesn't have husband anymore but in the same house where novotany had slept with tracy flick
0: Right in, in front the of the
3: living
1: couch. living room
4: Once, with the kid twice, in, like, a
0: like playpen? In a playpen. <sighs>
3: yeah, the, like, the, yeah, the kid in
0: the playpen, that was the same couch that poor Tracy was sitting on with her diet mug root beer. Like, burn that house down. It's got bad juju all fucking over it.
2: Wait, are you going to do her for the deep dive?
0: Uh, no, I'm not.
2: Okay, because she's Ooh. only been in six credits.
0: Well, what else has she been? Anything I'd know, or is just Probably like some weird crest crest commercials?
2: <laughs> <She's got laughs> no, teeth. no, they're just so be...
0: prominent. They're just so prominent.
2: She... Are they veneers? They have to be. I don't, I
0: don't they know. are the biggest goddamn teeth.
2: They're I... huge. Big teeth. Even though... sure. I'm not hating
0: on her. We... Could we ignore <laughs> them, Dana?
2: I. They are That's enormous. all I saw the entire time. I Tusks. chose to look past them as someone <laughs> who has large. Teeth, you have. You do not have no, Dana. Like, no, in, not in, in a- comparison size, you No, yeah, well we need the Linda's of the world to make my <laughs> teeth look less small.
0: But- yeah, she's got giant teeth. They're like but they're yeah. real big.
3: That was another creepy okay, let's do we want to talk about
2: her credits before we continue. Yeah, I-
0: I'm curious what else she's been in with her other credits here. Please I mean,
2: nothing that you would know. Okay. She was she was sit Citi- she was in Citizen Ruth. Oh, that's um- uh, Alexander Payne's like first movie okay and, really in 96 watch. as Ruth's sister she was in this movie in 99 she was um, in the movie Tully she was Mrs. Small. she was in Tully yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: what 2000? is Tully no, you guys didn't see Tully that was a D- the Diablo Cody with Charlize Theron oh, no.
2: Uh,
0: no. Uh, oh I, okay I remember, the, I remember the commercials now yeah was,
2: and, no then, yeah. Like and then from 2000 to 2007 seven years um, she's mm-hmm. in California dreaming as Sandra and then seven wait 10 years later than that in 2017 she's in the haunted maze as detective Cole and then now she in 2017 she was also in 12 days of giving which is a tv movie as the
0: Waitress. that sounds like hallmark to me um, definitely hallmark
3: also yeah. a different Tully this was Tully from the year 2000 oh Tully different from like Tully 2018
4: I was gonna I say that, I remember that I jumped hallmark. the gun yeah, yeah, I, okay.
1: Okay. No. I don't. Oh, I
3: don't want you guys to think. I'm gonna draw Cody. her back
2: down.
0: <laughs> Diablo Cody did not reach out to Teeth and <laughs> ask her to
4: be in the movie. Hey um, Teeth, I want you in my movie. <laughs> I'm Diablo Cody. How you doing?
0: <laughs> what? Is <laughs> what is that? <I> her accent. How you doing? She's from Minnesota. Why would she talk like that's that? not a Minnesota accent? That's hey, a you gave her New
4: York. No, Diablo Cody. How you ever okay. been to Minnesota? Okay. We're moving on back to Jim and
3: Linda. So, like, they have sex once, and then she's like, Take me to that hotel after school. They make a he's like 325. I'm like, Oh, what a nerd bomber! And then he proceeds to decide to throw a pop quiz so he can go leave school for 48 minutes Mm -hmm. to go get the hotel room ready. In which, uh, it's in the notes. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing? He squats in the shower and yep. takes care of his undercarriage. Yep. Washes <laughs> yep. his
0: dick and balls and with his shirt on still. Only he to keep running again squats. to
4: negate ever having one right. yes. in the first place.
0: He also put so. put a rose in a book he got from the school library. I thought I, that was in the Bible. In the, no, because it had no. it it a had different little book. sticker on the back to scan at the library checkout. You see, I thought it was even weird.
4: It's like, oh, why is he putting a rose in the Bible in case she looks in there and wants to read the Bible? She sees a rose? I like, I guess it's less weird. If it's a book, maybe he is knows it, there's some meaning, but it's still weird.
2: Is it less weird? He angles the
0: Russer Stover chocolates on the table in the motel yes. room.
2: Like, yeah, why is she going into the drawer to look at a library book? Maybe then, he was going to read
3: poetry to her. We never got. Uh, out. never you find imagine out? how gross that shit out. would be?
0: We, what happens is... Um, after this he gets blown up because you know he goes to our house like a creep ass and is like banging on the door and walking in the backyard gets stung in the eye by a bee which he deserves and then he leaves her three messages telling her that he loves her like this is your wife's friend you are leaving evidence all over the goddamn place
2: on a household household yes, yes
0: Yes, a house dancing machine.
2: She lives
3: there alone now. Novotny's out of there.
0: His wife could have been in the house when that recording was made. But then he also, uh, like,
3: sleeps outside her house? For ten
0: hours. She's
3: at his house with his wife, and he decides to wait for her at her house. Yes. What a creep.
0: Decides Mm -hmm. to wait for her outside of her house for ten hours, and then in the morning wakes up in his car, pees on her tree... In that's a real pee, by the way
4: he, 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 he really peed
0: that's a real pee. method actor over here method he, pees, he pees on a tree in the front yard like not even the backyard what are you doing he's a man who is in a decline like i when they first showed him go to his house and realize oh shit! like linda is in here and told diane everything the first time we watched this for the Lost episode, he walks outside. I'm like, he's going to kill himself. <laughs> We're going to watch this man commit suicide in the driveway of his house right now. Because it's even like a big fight. He looks around the corner. He sees Diane crying and Linda sitting there. And he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he walks out of the house. And I'm like, well, this is it for him. Oh, what a piece of shit.
1: And then
3: he leaves, I know we talked about the messages, but there is one message, and I can't remember all that he says, but he basically, like, blames Linda for going to his wife and, like, is basically making it all her fault. It's like You hugged me.
0: You kissed me. You ruined my life. You ruined Linda's life. Is that what you wanted to do? Why did you do this to me? Yeah.
3: And I just was like, oh, why are the women always to blame? This is a movie that hates women, and I hate it. Accurate.
0: This is, you know what, um, you're turning me on this one here. I don't I don't <laughs> think in, in my first watch, I'm like, oh, the movie hates Tracy, and that's kind of messed up. Now that I look at it like, yeah, it it's told 100% via the male gaze, and that's, it's a problem. Um, now, since this is our election eve special, uh, we are debuting a new segment that we're only going to do maybe once ever, perhaps once every four years, if there's like another high school election-themed movie for this I mean, time.
2: I mean, at this time next week, when we're doing the recording, there's a big... We're going very, to feel good or great. Well, I, I just, I feel like there's a very, very big possibility that we won't, we won't know an answer for a long time after the elections, that we might be able oh. to do another election movie.
0: Buddy, I disagree. I'll give you my theory. I think theories, you might know. But- not on the pod.
2: Yeah. I got
4: theories.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it after you finish recording. But I, I, I have yeah. a sneaking suspicion we might know um, a little bit earlier on on election night than we all think. But we have a new segment uh, again, perhaps a one-time-ever, just like our Let's Talk About Tech Baby segment from uh, Hackers <laughs> Never Came Back Around. Uh, we're going to call this one Rock the Vote!
4: No rock um, the vote, baby.
0: That's right. Don't, Don't tip vote over. vote, over. vote. Um, so I, I think we need to, to just kind of focus first and foremost on these campaign speeches that they give, because that's a really central, like, scene to this movie. And um, I, we, we have never mentioned this guy before. He doesn't really come back up. There's a person running for vice president unopposed, yeah. and I'm a politics nut. I know Dave is as well. That was a pretty key tenet of us living together through the 2010 midterms, which that was a dark fucking night. Not Um, great. (laughs) Bad. But there's a a moment that this vice presidential candidate, who I believe has muscular dystrophy, um, he's giving this speech, and he says, uh, even though I can't really stand up for you, I will. I'm like, that's fucking top-notch political speech writing. That is some some John Lovett hack shit that would fly at any point in time that's really good political speech writing
2: well and people also the fact and also that's the good. fact that yeah. he's like going the, people cheered yeah and he's like going for the unopposed opportunity right so he's writing like being, unopposed he's being so strategic and yeah. I like I hope for him in the future that he's like use like using that strategery to like work his way to the top
0: um, not to derail, has anybody seen The Politician on Netflix? No. Oh, it, it's always recommended. Man, I just, Man. Look, I'm not going to say it's amazing. It's pretty fun, and it's like another version of this exact same story. Um, there's a guy in that movie who also, I believe, has muscular dystrophy, and he is like a, a top-notch villain on that show. <laughs> like he is scheming and like out to fuck everybody over. And So when I watch him, I'm like, okay, this guy, it's, it's, I can see what happened here. Um, but to get into the real speeches, uh, Tracy's speech is what you would expect from like a modern candidate seeking high office. Um, mm-hmm. It's very practiced. She has note cards and never actually uses any of them. And then in her speech, she, she's talking about the students that she's spoken with, and like what their concerns are. Very clever. She name checks a Latina student And then right away after that, a guy that has a very black sounding name. I don't know that he's black. I'm going to assume my dude's black. And she was probably had like an Asian kid coming up next and like a handicapped kid after that. But then she gets blocked by the hecklers and the whole thing kind of derails. But that is a quality speech from a hack politician. Hell of a speech. I think her mom's
4: has a political mind
0: i think i think her mom's yes. kind of
4: her campaign manager and has has ideas and helps her write speeches and helps her bake cupcakes and uh oh my god um, 480 cupcakes and, and and to get all that stuff down yeah she it's it plays to all the right notes if you're trying to win a like a national election even it's just they just put the same yeah. ideas to be student body
0: president
2: yeah her, her mom is the dance moms of elections oh my
0: Yes. Her reaction is Melissa from Dance Moms.
4: Her reaction when she's crying after she like gives her a pill and says, It'll
0: it'll be fine. But you could have done this. I'm like, ah, you you fucking It's your fault you lost. If you were to listen to me, you would have won. Yeah, okay. Um (laughs) so then there is uh Paul's speech, which is man, it's terrible. Like there's no it's it's awful. Um He has no emotion or anything. He is just reading words with no inflection in his voice. Like, there's no punctuation in his speech. It's just a stream of words. And then at the end of it, he's almost standing up straight. Like, the the mic was obviously lowered for Tracy. By the end of it, he's standing up straight. And I'm going to do a dramatic reenactment here. He's standing up straight and leaning so far back that the mic really (laughs) even catches what he's saying anymore. Like, Come on, Paul! (laughs) Did you practice this first or anything? It was, but the crowd loves it, which is shocking to me.
2: Um, Also, Lisa definitely wrote this, right? Well, well,
0: he didn't write it. (laughs) So probably either Lisa wrote it or Mr. McAllister wrote it.
3: I honestly, don't remember it. So I just remember the visuals of it, but I no. That's that's the thing
4: that you you have to listen really close, like. There's these things I'm telling my. I will though. I'll be your quarterback and I'll throw that pass to you, you know? so, so on and so forth. And that's it. And, and he looks up. People are kind of quiet.
0: Yeah. But they're uh, into
4: it. Because they love it.
0: You forgot the speech just kind of sounded like this. He was just kind of reading like this. He just kind of said these words in a row, but it wasn't really a speech. I'm like. I
4: don't you know,
3: need you guys to react to There's a reason why it up. wasn't. <laughs> the same
0: It's the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm
4: just telling you right now, that's not, that's not I will be okay. your quarterback, I win the game. <laughs> just like I did at State last year. <laughs> I just won at State, and you make the football. So it's, real, bad. it's real good.
0: Now, um, those two are kind of the the, the poles of a good speech and a bad speech. Tammy's speech is phenomenal. She is up there. Drain the
4: swamp. Tammy, Drain the swamp. Tammy wants
0: to watch the world burn. Um, this there is one of the... Wall. Right. There, you oh, sorry. there you go all the above this is one of the the greatest like outsider anti-establishment speeches right Never. the first thing she says is who cares about this stupid election <laughs> like that is a great way to be the anti-establishment candidate uh-huh. um, she says that if she's elected the first thing that she will do is like dismantle the student government which sounds like some jair Bolsonaro bullshit <laughs> Like, I'm going to get in and destroy everything. Um, the, the, my favorite part of this speech was, if you look in the background, Tracy is reacting to everything that Tammy says. And, like, it's blurry because she's in the background. But her physical acting is just her looking around going, are you guys fucking hearing this? Am I the only one <laughs> hearing <all> that <laughs> She looks yeah. so, like... Outraged and dismayed by what she's hearing. And, like, the reaction the crowd is giving her. Like, I loved... The subtlety of that performance out of Reese Witherspoon, fantastic. It was really, really great stuff. Um, good now, good spewn. solid spoon. I did feel like, and I think this is gonna tie back into if this movie was like a, in a more modern sense. This movie is very similar to the entire Leslie Nope, Bobby Newport campaign in Parks and Recreation. Like this is so super similar. Tracy is just Leslie Nope, like. With a history of child sexual trauma. <laughs> like, she's super ambitious. She has all that work ethic. Um, the only difference is, like, Tracy, you kind of get the impression from the way the movie wants you to think about her, is in it for herself. And Leslie is, like, the most selfless character in TV history. But, like, all of the earnestness and, like, how seriously she's taking this, this is Leslie Nope in high school. And then Paul. It's Bobby Newport. He's got a rich dad. He's dumb as hell. Doesn't really know what he wants to do if he wins. Uh, His whole campaign is based on him being popular. And just like Bobby Newport, he votes for Tracy the way that Bobby votes for Leslie in that election. Um, In the show, there is no third-party candidate, right? But, I mean, like, well, I guess there's Brandy Max. Brandy Max is running on the porn star ticket. But... (laughs) Tammy is basically doing, like, if Ron Swanson got mad at Leslie and ran against her, like, doesn't believe the government should do anything or even exist, would basically only run out of spite. Um, But at the same time, I think we all know that Ron would, like, sacrifice his own campaign in order to rescue Leslie in an emergency. Like, if, if she was caught up in the same kind of bullshit, he would for sure confess that he did it. And, like, throw himself on that grenade for her i i couldn't shake like watching this like oh this is exactly the same thing as parks and recreation like michael sure stole that from this and i don't mm. feel bad impugning his character and besmirching an innocent man's name to say that
3: it's kind of mm. similar i think also though tammy wasn't like falling on her sword she was doing everything she could to get the fuck out of that high school and get that oh, all she wanted soul.
0: to go to immaculate heart Oh I know. That's
3: great. If anybody's been watching <laughs> Blind Manor, she was trying to find her key.
0: I have not, but I need to start. Like I I I, I love Yeah. Uh, I love Haunting
3: of folks. Haunting oh, of Bly Manor.
0: <laughs> oh, it's spooky scary? Yeah. 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 I need to I need to watch that. Um you know, we have we have really kind of briefly touched on the scandal of the election. And I wanted to take a, a quick second here to kind of explain to um, the listeners what happens here with McAllister. He rigs the election to make sure Tracy loses because he sees that she's happy. Like that's, that's what he does. He sees her celebrating that she thinks that she's won. He decides to throw away two votes to throw the election in her favor. They also had a really brief moment where they noted that really, Tammy got more votes than either of the other two. Tammy that got
4: part, like 40 more votes than the fucking two. disregards, that's why I'm yeah. saying it right now. In our national elections, we need a none of the above now.
2: <laughs> we need none right of the above choice. won this
4: election. None of the, well, obviously, it, they're called disregards in, 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 in the movie, but it's Tammy. And she got yeah, 290 Tammy compared votes. to what? It was like 250 250, two fifty something for the yeah. Other two. yeah, you know what? Fuck yeah. them. Like two fifty one and two fifty two when she
0: got two ninety. No yeah. president.
4: Um I, not not but, my president. There
3: you go. Also though, throwing them in the trash, like
4: <laughs> the stupid <laughs> Will, put it in your, your fucking pocket,
3: yes.
1: Bring them
4: outside. <laughs>
3: Like, Light Bill was watching this with me and, like, wasn't paying attention. He was like, why wouldn't you just put him in your pocket? I was like, I don't fucking know. We this saw movie. him go to
0: a dumpster earlier to, like, throw all the garbage from his car on the dumpster. Don't put him in the trash in your classroom, man. Put him in your pocket. It was yeah. frustrating. Um, in rubbish. his mind... Yeah. In his mind, clearly he thinks Tracy is the next Mussolini or something. Like, he has made her out to be like, what, what evil would she do if she would have won this election? Which you sound insane thinking that you're going to like derail her entire future based on a high school election. But given what we know about like the history of people who were humiliated as young people and then got power later on, if anything, this would make her a lot worse. Like Stephen Miller style. Like if you look at what happened to Stephen Miller in high school, no wonder he wound up the C plus Santa Monica fascist. He is like, Yeah, he was humiliated by losing his election in high school, and now look at his ass. This losing like this would have put Tracy on a glide path to be a monster of a person later in life. Like, all your all she worked really hard to win, (laughs) she didn't cheat, she worked really hard to win, and then to have a man like rip it away from her because she's happy about it that would have fucked her up.
3: Yeah. my facts. notes said this fucko thinks he needs to stop Tracy. Like
0: <laughs> this fucko.
3: Then that was like fucko. my last note. It definitely the movie goes on for like fifteen more minutes. But I was like for
1: oh, sure, yeah, looks, and, yeah.
4: And and this, you, you look back to the beginning of the movie when he's clearing out that refrigerator. He's taking yeah. out all that food and he just lets that first um, Chinese food container just Tell fall me. on the ground, and you see that janitor like, what the fuck, man. Is it that hard to just make sure it gets in the can? And that janitor is the one who sealed this downfall. Because he put those, yeah. instead of putting those in his pocket and getting rid of them at his own time, he puts right it in trash. the garbage can. And maybe the guy doesn't notice if he doesn't fucking
0: hate this McAllister guy. But Probably he, not. He noticed. And he saw. And there you go. Yeah. And I, I did love that shot of everybody looking at him like, you piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> like the hatred yeah. on everyone's face as he's standing in there he had a great morning for some reason woke up in a motel and was like it's gonna be a great day and then got to school and they're all like you piece of fucking shit
4: like i I did love
0: that um
4: sorry no you go he probably thought he hit the bottom he's like it can only go up from here but guess what yes not really it can get worse
2: no
0: one of the things we like to do on this podcast is take a look at kind of a minor character and see if this movie was the start of big things for them or the peak of their whole career. So it is time for an IMDB deep dive. This week, we are diving on Frankie Ingracia, who played Lisa. Um In the last episode, I picked Larry, um, the guy who like uncovers the whole thing. He was the, the guy that did the first count and basically called out McAllister for lying about his count. Uh, That dude would to have a hell of a career. Um, He plays um, Hunter in The Office, the guy that is like Jan's assistant. But he did a lot of stuff, and so that was a good deep dive. I didn't want to repeat him. Um, I was going to pick Eric, the guy that gives Tracy the thumbs up, but this was his one and only credit. So not a lot there for Eric. Poor guy. Um, For Frankie, this was her ninth credit. She has 36 overall. Her first credit, this sounds bananas her first credit was in the positively true adventures of the alleged texas cheerleader murdering mom in 1993 which i'm pretty sure is um like a lifetime original movie
1: mm-hmm. um, That's
0: interesting. You, there you go well you know what it won a golden globe for best actor in a tv movie or miniseries for bill bridges uh it was nominated for three primetime emmys for best actor uh best actress holly hunter and um best screenplay so like sounds ridiculous
3: yeah. darling of the critics i think it's like the first movie i saw holly hunter in, and i was like this lady's nuts <laughs> I
4: she's, buy just like, she's just like i'm a i'm a
0: shero killing mom <laughs> yeah oh, holly hunter <laughs> that's hunter. how she does um so she was uh in a series of short films after that called secret adventures and there was secret adventure shrug then there was one called Smash, one called Snap, and one called Spin. I have no idea what the fuck those are about. Uh, she was in one episode of The X-Files, and then this. Um, after this, she was in MTV's Undressed, which felt super sexy, but also, like, way too serious for me to watch at the time. What um, was Undressed about I think, again? I, I, a sex, I think. Um, was about sex? Yeah. given, On MTV? Given the, no. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> given okay. the, like... The, the, the generic sort of homophobia of the time. Okay. I think I remember watching the commercial thing. Like, oh, there's two dudes kissing. I can't watch that. Like I, I can't watch that at 14 years old. Um, but yeah, undressed. It, it just seemed, my brother loved it, which you know he was three years older than me. He was peak audience for that show. Um, she's been in a lot of TV stuff. She was in one episode of Malcolm in the Middle, Monk, Without a Trace, Cold Case, The Mentalist, Graves Anatomy, Bones, and For the People. Uh, Oddly enough, she did a bunch of voiceover work for Metalocalypse, which, that's kind of fun. Um, Mostly played like screaming fans in Metalocalypse. And then uh, she was the producer and the voice of Taylor Swift on the Tyler the Creator cartoon The Jellies. I don't really fuck with Tyler the Creator like that, but I guess he had a cartoon um, and she played Taylor Swift. And then she's most recently in six episodes of the TV show Goliath. So... Still working, I fucking still acting. Love Goliath. Was it? Is it good? Billy Bob Thornton, man. Oh, All right.
4: Shit. I can
0: get down with Well, that.
4: you could probably skip season three. If mean, you get through season one, season
0: two's decent. Three gets a little odd. Okay, well but, I don't like that. I, I understand skip season one, but skip a season, season three. That's kind of that's not great. Well, um, they,
1: they
4: just keep making it. They're like, eh, it's, it's, <laughs> let's see where this goes. Oh, he's gonna be drugged with ayahuasca and he's going to be in the, in the desert? I won't go into too many details. Oh, I think
0: it's God. I think it's Don't drug anybody with ayahuasca. If anything, you mm. to peyote from you the desert. Um, mm. but guys. That does bring us to the end of our podcast, and just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Tracy is most likely to parlay her harrowing hashtag MeToo story about working for Representative Mike Geiger into her own successful career in Congress. We see her Mike Geiger at the end, that dude looks like a creep. She gets into a limo with him. I think we all know where that was headed. Uh, Paul is most likely to wind up inheriting his dad's cement business and retiring with millions in his early 40s without being able to explain what cement is. Tammy is most likely to send her Tinder date 40 unanswered text messages within 20 minutes of getting home. And Lisa is most likely to be divorced six times before her 40th birthday. Hmm. So as Megan said, she is a climber. Always going for the next best thing. Um, the next movie is up to Big Sis. Megan, what are we going to watch next?
2: Um, so one of my all-time faves, um, it's called Van Wilder. You might recognize. Hey, you might, you might recognize. <laughs> uh, heard. Yeah, you might have heard of Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I'm a huge fan, so excited to dive in. And Tara Reid is have we done a Tarereen movie in the.?
0: Uh... Well, we, we, did, we did American Pie. Okay. And we have a, a lost episode on Cool Intentions where she has a yes. cameo. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a good one. I have not seen that. Uh, oh, God. Probably mean, 15 years at least. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking I think forward I've to seen the
4: s- that again. That was a classic. I think I've seen the sequel more recently. Van Wilder like, the 2, The
0: Rise of Taj. I was going to say yes. The Rise of Taj. Uh, <laughs> I also feel like because of Taj. We're gonna have quite a problematic film here on our hands.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and also, like tech from the real world of Hawaii. <laughs>
0: Forgot you. Yes, my favorite yes. real-world season. I love Hawaii. Energy,
3: the it's all coming yeah. together,
0: guys. That does it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, tell a friend and then pop on over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, regular podcasts. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review. Uh, Also, if you haven't yet voted, please mask up and make your voice heard tomorrow. Um, If you didn't like what you heard, in the words of those two hecklers from the campaign speech scene, eat me raw. Take it easy, millennials. We will see you next week.